0: In Kenya, Chinese businesses have been investing heavily in recent years, building roads and train lines. Now these Chinese entrepreneurs are turning to the slum areas around Nairobi, from where Nicola Kelly has filed this report. So I've just arrived in the Mathare slums on the outskirts of Nairobi. It's dusty and dense, and I'm flanked by donkey carts full of bananas and watermelons. And even though it's only a 15 minute drive from the center of the city, it feels like a world away. This is an area in which the Chinese are investing very heavily, both monetarily and influentially. So I've come to visit some of the projects that are being funded here to see what kind of work they're doing and also to get some of the views of the people that are living in these slums.
1: One more time. One more time.
0: At a class for Kenyan schoolchildren aged between 10 and 16, Liu Yimengen is teaching Mandarin. He says that language skills are essential for opening up opportunities for children, such as those living in Kenya's slum areas, many of whom are at risk or have already joined criminal gangs. I
1: want to say I love you too. You say, 我也爱你. I think it's a way to understand the new culture. Apart from teaching them Chinese the language, we also explain to them how our Chinese culture is.
0: And do you also run exchange programmes here?
1: Mm, That is our maybe future plan, so that maybe we can coordinate with uh, some Chinese universities or institutions, so maybe they, they have a chance to study abroad.
0: But not everybody is so convinced that the growing influence of Chinese organisations in the slum areas of Nairobi is a positive step forward. Further down the road from the school, I met Martin, a bus ticket collector, collecting money from passengers on the Matatu or public buses. He told me how the growing presence of Chinese organisations in the Mathare slums has had a detrimental effect on his livelihood.
2: The area I was living, in, it needed a space for building their store to keep their tools and tractors inside they came and demolished my shop I didn't understand why and what what they did why 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 they did that to me without giving me giving me a, a warning to take to take out my things to, they can ruin the, the lives of the Africans mostly Kenyans so they call us poor or when they see their, our skin They just think that they are better than uh, Kenyans.
0: I was troubled by what Martin told me, so I investigated his claim that Chinese developers are allegedly appropriating land in the slum areas around Nairobi. In a statement, the China Road and Bridge Corporation, the body responsible for private sector contracts in East Africa, told me... Land acquisition and facilities demolition are the employer's responsibility and, in most instances... The employer of infrastructure projects is the government. Last year, the population of Chinese migrant workers in East Africa swelled to over one million people, predominantly building new roads and train lines. A recent report from the consultancy firm Deloitte says that China funded 31% of infrastructure projects in East Africa in 2015. A-Ting Lu, an analyst from the Sino-Africa Centre of Excellence, a think tank that promotes trade and investment between China and Africa, says that improving engagement between Chinese private sector organisations and local populations is key to development in places like Kenya's slum areas.
1: There are over 400 Chinese companies here and around 40,000 to 50,000 Chinese population in Kenya alone. Um, and these people are here to stay. So for sustainable development here, Chinese companies are very responsible for protecting the livelihood of the local communities as well as people in the slums. Do you think that's happening at the moment? I think companies are working very hard towards that, although maybe there's not enough understanding of the local communities yet. As foreigners, Chinese companies are often come under scrutiny that they are land-grabbers, they are international land-grabbers. However, Chinese companies also did not do a very good job in clarifying and also doing um, community communications.
0: Lucy Liu, programme manager for China House, a non-governmental organisation that aims to forge positive connections between Chinese firms and local populations, says where there is tension between the two communities, it is usually due to linguistic and cultural barriers. I wouldn't deny like there are still like, conflicts. It's, it's not like Chinese tend to like,
1: look down on um, Kenyan people, but sometimes there's like, a communication gap because a lot of older Chinese who come work here, they don't really know English. So it's hard for them to, um, to communicate, and let alone the, the cultural barriers. Sometimes it's harder for them to know how to communicate. So sometimes they think, oh, maybe it's better to just retreat into our own Chinese community.
0: So I think that's when uh, miscommunications happen. But for those like Martin, the bus ticket collector, trying to feed his family on less than $2 a day, the future looks bleak. But they're building roads and they're building schools for you in areas like the Mafare slums. Isn't that a positive thing?
2: No, I don't think so, because it is it is their business. It is business. They are they are, they are getting into business. It's not there that they want to, to help.
0: Nicola Kelly reporting from Nairobi there. Well, that's it for World Business Report.